What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your friendly neighborhood, Mr. Reese, also known as Reese the Poet. And I'm going to welcome you to another episode of The Reset, where I believe in perspective, purpose, and people. Value equals vision, and breathing don't count as living. It's more than motivation, it's change. You know what I'm saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, we are, <laughs> to say the least, we are in a very interesting place in our society. Um, in my last episode, I talked about that we are at a war for our souls, and I think that's very true. I believe that we are at a war for our souls, but at the same time, I believe that we are at a very interesting crossroads. I believe that battle is not necessarily, the battle doesn't necessarily have to be as hard as war would technically be. I believe that we have an opportunity to where we could actually flip this battle overnight. This could be a, uh, a six-day war situation, if should, should we choose to. You know, and I mentioned before, I mean, the ultimate weapon that we have is love. You know, love one another. See each other as human beings. Look beyond each other's faults and walk into our future. But, you know, that's, that unfortunately is not the direction that we are going in many cases. Unfortunately, I believe that the overwhelming emotion is causing people to adapt this, uh, uh, this cancel culture. Where if it's not my way, it's wrong. If it's not what I want right now, it's wrong. If you don't agree with me, it's wrong. And you're getting canceled and I am throwing a fit. And it is... See, unfortunately, that's not change. That's not progression. That's that's not... I'm going to sit here and I'm going to I'm gonna essentially throw a fit until I get what I want. And unfortunately, that's that's not change. That's not progressive. That's not growth. That's actually a tantrum. Because we wouldn't allow that in two-year-olds. We would not allow that in... Uh, children, but you know we allow it in you know our society and our nation. Now, um, mind you, I, and I'm not talking about the peaceful protesters. I'm not talking about those who are uh, truly fighting for change, who truly have a directive, who have a a point of uh, a position. Uh, for those who actually are striving for growth and you know solidarity and. You know, equality, those, I, I, I'm not talking about them. I, I, those, that is fine. You, you have an absolute right to do that. However, um, on the other end, you have a group of people that are so hypersensitive to a place where it is dangerous and it is counterproductive to the very change that you're fighting for or that you're screaming about. Um, and we're going to get into some of those things and concepts. And, you know, I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're overly educated. And we lack our common sense. We're overly emotional and to where we supersede facts. I believe that we are um, just overly sensitive to where we lose a sensitivity for understanding or a, um, a hunger for actual growth, a, a hunger for truth. We forget truth. I don't want truth. I, I just want what I want. And that, unfortunately, is dangerous. That is not... The society that we live in, that is not going to give us one nation uh, for all. That is not going to give us one nation under God, uh, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's not going to get that. You know, well, we uh, we live in a society of, of, of massive, uh, a fight against intolerance. But in that fight against, uh, in that fight against intolerance, you in turn become intolerant because you are intolerant to any opposing point of view. Uh, I read a quote the other day, my man said, um, People don't actually want to hear your opinion. They want to hear their opinion coming out of your mouth. You know, like that's that's unfortunate the world that we're living in. We're living in, the, like I said, the cancel culture. 
Um, and the cancel culture, unfortunately, is literally the ticking time bomb of a lack of freedom, of losing freedom. It's a counterproductive to the very idea of freedom. The idea of freedom is that I can freely express who I am. And if we have a common goal of the growth and direction of humanity and the growth of people and the, and the betterment of society, then we can both express our difference in opinions, but we have a common goal, which is humanity which is people, which is growth. We can take the best of each other's ideas, come together for a common goal, but unfortunately, we live in a society where everybody has their own opinions of what a right society looks like, and because we are continuing to decide what is right and what is wrong and what is good and what is bad, we will continue to fight back and forth. We never see solidarity because we can't agree where we're going. I mean, it's like you're driving the car. I mean, if people are, if we're in a car together, you don't like the fact that we're going this way. And I say, well, I want to go this way because I like this. And you say, well, I want to go this way because I like this. Well, unfortunately, you can't have two drivers. And so we have to come together as drivers, people in the car and passengers. We have to decide mutually where we want to go. You know, we if this is, if this is a group effort. But if we're constantly... You're pulling the wheel this way. You're pulling the wheel that way. You're pulling the wheel this way. You're pulling the wheel that way. When well, the end, what's going to happen is you're going to crash. And then everybody loses. You know, we allow our emotions and we allow our frustrations and we allow our lack of uh, getting our way to get in the way. The, our lack of getting in the way gets in the way and therefore we never get where we're going. You see what I'm saying? Like, and I know I have a lot of ideas and a lot of, thoughts going on right now but that's just that's just where I've been you know I honestly I I've gotten to a place where I don't really allow myself to even engage in a lot of that because it's just a lot of foolery you know a lot of it is just it'll make your head hurt you know when you think about it um I believe that we need to find a common goal and I believe the common goal needs to be humanity the common goal needs to be what is best for humanity. And what is best doesn't always make you feel good. And I think that's the other part. What is best for society or what is best for you doesn't always make you feel good. doesn't always make you taste good. I mean, make you taste good. Whoa. <laughs> it doesn't always make you feel good. And it doesn't always taste good. I'll tell you a good example. I, um, you know, I take a, a, a multivitamin because, you know, fitness is important. You take care of your body. The truth is, it's funny, we'll invest in everything else but our own bodies. We'll invest in money, cars, clothes, shoes, movies, vacations. We'll put all this money in all these other things, but we won't actually take the time to invest in our own bodies, which is just kind of shows you the state of the superficiality of our society. But that's, yeah, I, there's so many things I want to talk about uh, over the next, you know, however long we're talking today, tomorrow, next week, forever. Uh, but, you know, I take a multivitamin and... You know, I, personally, I don't really like the swallowing pills. It's just, ugh, it's awful. So I actually do a liquid multivitamin, um, and it works for me. You know, I take a little multivitamin shot every day. And it's interesting because there's this particular multivitamin that I use, and it is, uh, it is quite potent. It is not, yeah, it is not what's up. It is definitely put some hair on your chest, punch you in the gut. I mean, and I have a very strong stomach. I have, a, like, I have an iron, ironclad stomach or iron cast stomach. I got it from my great grandmother. I mean, she used to drink like spoiled milk, like it was cool. Like, ain't nothing wrong with that milk, boy. She was a beast. But 
it's why there's multivitamin and I take it and it is absolutely awful. I'm not going to front. It is, does not taste good. It sends a shock to my body. It makes me very uncomfortable. However, I feel great. Once I get past that little aftertaste, that little, oh, that initial hit, my body overall feels better. My body over time is stronger, it's faster, it's leaner, it's, it's better shape, it's, I feel better, I think clearer. Here's the thing, if we apply that logic, we don't, we don't apply that logic to our society. Unfortunately, we have bred this society of relativity and opinionated and opinion-based truth. You know, we, we live in a society where the reality, like they say, uh, truth sounds like hate when hate, what was it? Uh, truth sounds like hate for those who hate truth. Unfortunately, we have rejected truth. We have, we have rejected the idea of objectivity. And so therefore, anything goes, you know, this massive hedonism. You know, whatever feels good is right. Um, there are so many things that have led to where we are today. And then you throw in the history of pain, the history of the, the injustices and the traumas and all of these things. You add that in there and the thing, you add the things that are wrong in our country and then you add them to a mindset or a, a pot of gasoline of relativity and, 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 and every other thing. The only outcome is chaos. I mean, that's the reality. You, you take away leadership. You take away uh, education. You take away all these other things. You just have a pot of emotion, and then you drop a, a stick of dynamite of real controversial issues. And thus, boom. And the only thing that contain it, only thing that can contain it is truth. But we've been conditioned to reject it. So... There's so many different things that we have going on. Um, but even in all of that, as I said in my last episode, I am excited uh, in all of this, believe it or not. In all of this muck and mire. and I'm actually excited because I believe that this is an opportunity to where it is shown. We are being shown a mirror. When we look at the TV, when we look at our society, when we look around, I believe that we as individuals are being shown a mirror. We are being shown ourselves, our true selves, our true nature. We're looking in the mirror right now. We're seeing all the flaws of our nation. We're seeing all the flaws of our people. We're seeing all the flaws and the deficiencies and the, and the issues in our thinking and our minds. And we're being shown it. Right in your face. It's just like that shot of vitamins. Bing. Whoa. We, we got some challenges going on in our society. The question is, what do you do? What are we going to do? How do you enact true change? How do you approach these situations? You know, the famous quote is what? Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. So all of this chaos and stuff only represents 10% of our lives. What are we going to do about it? Where are we going to go from here? That's the question. Are we going to move forward in progress? Or are we going to regress and get caught up in the past, caught up in emotions, caught up in the, in the moment and, and all of the craziness? Are we going to do that or are we going to move forward? And I know I stress this, this is kind of like part two of my last episode, but it's, it's, 
you know, I had something else planned, but then when I saw what happened in Atlanta, you know, the issues in Atlanta, I, I, I had to come on and give this message because it, it, unfortunately, as we know, we saw the situation with Mr. Brooks down in Atlanta, the confrontation with the police officers, the, the conflict that happened, the, the, the whole situation, there were so many things that went wrong in that situation. There were so many things. And, and unfortunately, because of the, the current events, and everybody has their opinions on what happened, how it happened, whether it was right, whether it was wrong, whether it was justified, whether it was not. You know, as we know right now, you have the police officers that are being, uh, you know, uh, indicted on charges of felony murder. And, you know, unfortunately, the reality is due to Georgia law, this is just objective truth. Uh, according to Georgia law, they they didn't do anything wrong, and so on. But emotion and the hypersensitivity of our society has led to this point, and now you have police officers. And, and here's the thing: regardless of where you stand on the issue, now you have police officers that are walking off the job. They say, you know what? Fine. It, you don't want us. You don't want us to do what we're gonna do. We're cancer. We're awful. All of us are terrible. We'll just we will leave. And the sad truth is, is that. Do I think there needs to be some type of change and implementation of, you know, additional training and some other things? But what what is not the answer is getting rid of like police force going away. I mean, there, the reality is, is in, and, I, and I stand for people. I don't necessarily I stand for the police or I stand for the, you know, no, I stand for humanity. And one thing I do know is humanity needs structure and humanity needs protection. And what people don't understand is that. Just as much darkness as that you that people are screaming and claiming in the nation, there is a whole lot more darkness. There's a whole lot more terrors. There are a whole lot of more horrible things that you are spared from daily because of people like the police, because of the military, because of these first responders. People that there's things that you never even get a chance to see, and you don't want to see them. There's horrors and things that you can't even imagine. And I think, unfortunately, we've allowed the media to stir up all of these emotions to where we are just responding and reacting to everything that happens. And when we do that, we lose our very, we lose the very thing that makes us human, the ability to think. And don't be wrong, animals can think and figure stuff out, but we have the ability to truly think, to, 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 to to understand, to make conscious decision, to process emotion. Animals react. Animals respond. The truth is that we are not animals. But unfortunately, we allowed ourselves to, to fall to that place. Um, I want to... I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, personally, this is just what I see. I think that some of it, don't get me wrong, there, there, absolutely there are injustices that need to be justified. I do believe in, in, equ uh, in equality and fairness. I believe that, you know, humanity should treat humanity like humanity. You know what I'm saying? I, I do believe in that. I believe that, you know, I believe that we can coexist. I believe that there is such thing as you can have a police force to protect and serve. I do believe that there are police officers that have vowed to make that oath, who, who, who signed that oath and believe it and live it, you know, uh, but I do believe that there are also some that are not good. Just like the reality is that you have people in your neighborhood, your community, that you all claim to be human and we strive for humanity and we tend to say that we care for humanity. But how many atrocities and how many bad things do you do on a regular basis? 
And by by no means am I justifying what has happened. I believe it's wrong on all fronts. I believe that a criminal should be criminalized. <laughs> I believe that criminals should pay for their crimes. I mean, is that so wrong? Whether it be on a local, whether it be uh, in the government, uh, you know, there's no... Listen, I live, one thing we have to do is we have to learn to live without partiality, without bias. I mean, it's natural. I mean, that's as human beings, it's natural to be leaning toward, you know, the thing that you are connected to closeness, closest, closely connected to. But I mean, our life, remember, I live, I choose love. Remember, I told you that I choose love. And in love comes justice. In love comes truth. And that's what we our society and our nation, unfortunately, we are we 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 are running from truth. We don't we don't want that because truth might make you rethink the things that you fight for. Hmm. Truth might make you might challenge your long-standing beliefs. You know that's why the the great argument between the the liberal or the, you know the liberal and the fundamentalist. You know the fundamentalist has his traditions and the way things have always been, and sometimes he doesn't want to hear the fact that there are truths that may say that, you know what, your old way is a little bit archaic, maybe time for progression. On the other hand, you have the liberal who is, you know, who is all about progression and, and you know, changing the whole system, but there's certain traditional values and fundamental things that need not be compromised because that would write the end of existence, that would write the end of the very society that we're fighting for. I mean, the reality is, once again, we should take the best of both worlds, look to each other for the common goal of growth and humanity and, 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 and truth and, and success and objectivity. Um, I believe emotions are, unfortunately, we've allowed our emotions to cloud our judgment. As I always say, emotions cloud your judgment. Frustration makes you lose focus. And for many people, we've allowed our emotions to just take over. And our media and, and the things that we watch, we're, it's destroying critical thinking. It's destroying conscious understanding and effort. It's destroying common sense. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's something. I mean, uh, I'll read you a, uh, I want to read something from uh, the book. Yes, the book that is the endless book that you're waiting on, I know. Um, read something from my book I'm working on, just talking about emotions and the state of man. Um, and I realize that I look at society and I see that one thing about emotions is when emotion is the driving force of a man, he virtually eradicates any possibility of progress. Because you see, by reacting from a place of uh, untamed emotion, he relinquishes his ability to effectively reason and respond. He essentially forfeits his humanity. And reduces himself to the primitive and instinctive nature he was so effectively designed to restrain and direct. So in the end, he loses the ability to harness his God-gifted volition and becomes no better than animals. He truly spirals from the platform afforded only men to the dark corners and gutters reserved for mice. Yeah. This is our world. I mean, we can we can see this. Any opportunity or chances of success and growth, we and mind you, once again, for those who are objectively seeking change, who are truly seeking growth, who are truly 
peacefully protesting and making things happen and, and enacting change in their communities and taking pride in who they are and those who are truly fighting to make this nation what it was supposed to be, a nation for all. Built and bred on freedom and true liberty. Um, I commend you and I will stand and I will fight for you and I will fight with you to fight for the, for the idea of liberty and justice for all the idea of, 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 of success and growth in not just money, but in our hearts and our souls. I, I'm a firm proponent of that. But things like in the situation in Atlanta where Mr. Brooks, when he was killed, which the events that led to his death, you know, there's everyone there. They witnessed it. They watched it. And unfortunately, the response is like, and some may disagree. They'll say, well, you know, look, it just is where we are, you know. Um, but the response was to turn around and burn the Wendy's down. I mean, I don't understand how that helped Mr. Brooks. I don't understand how that helped anything. To turn around and, and, and destroy the things around you, that, that does not... It just doesn't move us forward. That's the reality. You know, people are constantly talking about, well, you know, riots in the past and da 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 And, you know, people constantly bring up things like the Boston Tea Party. And the Boston Tea Party was not a riot. It was a, it was a seizure of goods that they were being taxed for specifically. And they threw those in the water. That was it. Nothing else was destroyed, burned. Nobody was shooting or any of those things. They took the goods that they were being taxed for. It was about taxation. So, and it was a monetary protest. But anyway, not even going to get into all that because that's not necessarily the battle that I'm here to fight. Um, but I will, I will say one thing. You know, we often use the quote by Martin Luther King about uh, riot to the language of the unheard. Um, and well, wow, excuse me, you guys, okay, everybody, all right. Well, that was weird. Okay, anyway, that's how you know it was intense. Um, we often talk about riots, you know, with the language of the unheard, and people use that quote to justify the riots and justify violence and justify all these things. But the truth is, is that that's not what Martin Luther King stood for at all. That's, that's not the platform. That he, in fact, he was very openly against violence and, 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 and riots. He was completely against it. In that particular context, you have to go and watch the actual clip and understand where he was coming from. He was explaining that he understood the faction of people who disagreed with his message. There was a group of people that disagreed with what he believed in and his tactics and didn't think they were effective. And he said, well, you know, I, I, I'm sure there are people that disagree with me. You know, I, I personally will never change my position, but I can understand where they say the riot is the language of the unheard. And what we have failed to see is these uh, atrocities and injustices that have been happening and the, the, the lack of uh, development and, the, the, and the, the hatred that has come toward the black person. So I understand what you're saying. He was explaining their position, but that was not a condoning of such. And, and, and so when people do that, it's, it's actually a little disrespectful, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're, you're literally stepping on the very legacy that he left. Um, but that's a whole nother, once again, whole nother argument for another day. But ultimately, I, 
I realize that our, uh, you know, our society is at a place that, um, hmm, how do I say it? Actually, you know what? It reminds me of a quote from uh, Malcolm Muggeridge. He's a English journalist, um, uh, very well known English journalist, um, and he was also known as a societal critic. And he has a particular quote that he he kind of sums up our nation. He kind of sums up our uh, the state of our nation. He wrote this many years ago, and I thought it's interesting how it still reigns very true. Um, but he wrote this many years ago. Um, discussing his final conclusion of society. And he said, uh, and the ultimate demise of society, he says, the, so the final conclusion would surely be that whereas other civilizations have been brought down by attacks of barbarians from without, ours had the unique distinction of training its own destroyers at its own educational institutions and then providing them with the facilities for propagating their destructive ideology far and wide. All at the public expense. <laughs> Social media, the internet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Thus did Western man decide to abolish himself. Creating his own boredom out of his own affluence, his own vulnerability out of his own strength, his own impotence out of his own erotomania, himself blowing the trumpet that brought the walls of his own city tumbling down. And having convinced himself that he was too numerous, labored with pill and scalpel and syringe to make himself fewer. Hmm. Read that again. And having convinced himself that he was too numerous, he labored with pill and scalpel and syringe to make himself fewer. Until at last, having educated himself into imbecility, and polluted and drugged himself into stupefaction, he kneeled over a weary, battered old brontosaurus and became extinct. Hmm. And I know there was a lot of deep, kind of weird concepts in this and in, in all of that, but in, essentially, in the end, Western society is destroyed from the inside out. That we created our own destruction. And as I mentioned earlier, I mean, what we're seeing is truly the symptoms and the onset of, it's, it's the outflow of, of massive brokenness, misinformation, um, unbridled emotion. I mean, this, is, this is the culture that we have created. Relativity, relative truth. There is no objectivity. There is no fundamental uh, standard. There is no moral standard. There is no ethical standard. There is only what do I feel is right. Or better yet, what I feel is right. See, I say a little bit. What do I feel is right? What I feel is right. And, and unfortunately, that's dangerous. I do believe that we have an opportunity right now to change the world. I do believe that we have an opportunity to take our future back. I do believe we have an opportunity, as I said, to rise up and be all that we were all called to be. I do believe that we have an opportunity to unify, a unified front to not only impact our nation, but impact the world that can watch and see, wow, that is what one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all looks like. Wow, that is what humanity should look like. Wow, that is people putting their differences aside and their differences apart. 
opinions for, to us to the to the wayside in order for the growth and building and direction of humanity of people. Wow. That that is the direction that we want to go. And there are some that are fighting for it. There are some that realize that truth is truth no matter how you feel. There are some that realize that, that we cannot live on a society of emotion and relativity and, and, and whatever feels goes. And we can't, we can't live under a society that's being, that is pressured simply because something isn't popular. You know, and I'll leave you with this. I, I'll leave you with, you know, I, I was, was watching, uh, a, uh, I was listening to rather, listen to a show and they asked people, you know, uh, what do you want in your leadership? What are you looking for in leadership? And many people are saying, well, you know, more compassion. And I want people who really, you know, care, understand politics. And you know, everybody had their answers. But, you know, I, I had the mind to call in, you know. Um, but my phone was dead, so. <laughs> but one of the things I was thinking was I believe we need, and this is on the local level, this is in the streets, in the trenches, I believe we need more people and less politicians. I believe we need more action and authenticity and less agenda. I believe we need more humanity. Humanity. Human beings coming together for the growth and betterment of humanity. It all goes back to love. And in the end, we win. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.